Hello, good evening everyone. This is Cap. And Joyce. And welcome again after a long time. Um, welcome to Couples Therapy. And well, I'm sure all of you are just like us. Uh, well, most of you probably cooped up at home and quote-unquote enjoying or living through this um, enhanced community quarantine. So what else do we talk about right now except exactly that so this episode we will call um joyce titled this uh as follows what did i title (laughs) lockdown lessons lockdown lessons so okay let's get right to it um what do we want to talk about because like everybody for most of our listeners probably um like us covid19 you know it was something that was unexpected and the changes implemented by the governments anywhere in the world are very sudden and um you know it um it requires a lot of change in almost all aspects of our life so. yeah and it was very sudden um the changes were um were sweeping and sudden like uh one moment we were just you know going out on a date and then when we got home, we were watching the news. Then suddenly, people couldn't go out anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, all the malls were closed. Uh, the only th- uh, places left open were, of course, the groceries, um, drug stores, and what else? Of course, hospitals and stuff yeah. like that. Well, so, yeah, just like all of you, I'm sure um, uh, we, we were shocked. We were shocked. We were surprised. But, well, not totally surprised probably but you know the the speed by which uh the government uh shut the place down so to speak was was very fast Mm -hmm. and i have to give credit to them for that one because i think it could we could have um reacted slower like the united states and other countries and the numbers would have been more like terrible i think so kudos but uh yeah, but again, this disruption in our lives is um, unprecedented. I've, Joyce was kidding. I hope she was kidding. She, she was telling me uh, like a few days ago, Cap, have you ever gone through something like this in your life? <laughs> well, um, no, actually no. I wasn't there during the 1918 um, Spanish flu pandemic of the United States. And... So yeah, this is the, probably the worst and the first time I've I've uh, encountered something like this. I wasn't even here during the war, believe it or not, the Second World War. I wasn't even here too then for that one. So yes, Joyce, this is the first time I'm, I'm going through something like this, just as you are. So that's something in common that we have, okay? So that out of the way... Um, what are the lockdown lessons that we've learned? I think uh, <laughs> I think Joyce is still laughing at this moment. So let me start. Let me start off. Number one is you uh, things that you learn in, the, in, the, in the, during the lockdown is that um, you can actually live with a lot less than you thought. Okay, what does that mean? Um, during normal times. Uh, we'd go to the mall and uh, we'd, we'd think like, 
oh my god we can't go through a week without going out without eating at a restaurant without buying something uh, big or small um, but now this has this lockdown has showed us that we can function at home independently without even needing to um, order food I mean we do we do order food but you know we can we can basically um, function as a household by ourselves and without needing um, other stuff so it's like strip being stripped down to uh, the basics of life like we eat we drink we, we get to work and stuff like that so yeah we, we are back to my point is that we are living to we are learning to live um, how do you say that simply it's like going back to basics that you can live simply without the other stuff that you thought before that you couldn't live without. Probably for other people, it's like, oh, I can't, I can't last a week without going to a coffee shop. I can't last a week without going to the bar. I can't last a week without going to see a movie. But all those are gone now. All of that is gone. Even going to church is gone now, right? So yeah. So number maybe the first lesson would be, we can live on fewer things fewer um, experiences than we think we should give credit to ourselves for that like we are on um, but at the same time yeah. and realizing that there are people who who already lived less with less right even before COVID happened yeah, yeah. and That's are the struggling yeah. to even have food on the table at least three times a day Right, so that's the added realization probably to your first lesson because you get to see how simple life is and yet you get to see on the news how much more difficult um it could be it could be for for the rest, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So maybe in, in connection with that number one thing that I, I said is that um number two or maybe it's part of number one also, uh you get to realize what you have and you get to realize the blessings that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, second, probably related, you, you mentioned blessing, right? This, the second, probably, we always talk about this, just the gratefulness that we have that we're able to work from home. Um, even before this, we've shared in our podcast that Cap and I mostly work from home. Um, we're able to do that. One thing, though, that I uh, quote quote struggle with, um, if you even can call it a struggle compared to what frontliners and people who have um, little means um, are going through right or now. Have no work. Really. Yeah, or have no work. Yes, um, you know, is establishing the the balance or drawing the line when you have to stop working and you have to start resting or doing something for yourself. Um, prior to this, Cap was telling a friend of ours that I still work 12 hours a day. Um, Actually more. Yeah. And, you know, there was a time like a few months before during the start of the year when things got so busy for me that I didn't go out. Uh, we didn't go out um, morning day or anything like that. We had our Valentine's Day 11 p.m. already and I, I didn't even see my, my family uh, for two consecutive Sundays just because of work and Cap would always kid me that it was like a pre-ECQ um, training that we had because you know we 
just ha- really had to stay home. I had no choice. Um, today's like what day forty one or forty two. It was only last week when I started to really tell myself I have to um, draw the line. I have to tell people I have to eat dinner. I have to prepare dinner. I can't work, or I'm starting my day late because you're. Um, I'm ending my day at 10 p.m. at night after starting at 9 a.m. So. Um, I think that it's very important, uh, whatever you know, tips they share online, that you have to have a routine. You have to um, still find time, even on a weekday, to really be able to rest or enjoy a meal or just enjoy, enjoy something that's outside of work. Um, because if it's just work that, um, you know, it, it's good in a way because sometimes, right, hon, we would say, we didn't even feel that there was an ECQ for one day or two days just because we really had so much work. But then, um, how would you really make sure that you're taking care of yourself if you're not fully aware on a regular basis that yes, there is work, but then I'm, you know, I'm in this very unique um, situation where, um, you know. We're, we're all dealing with this crisis and we can't see family and your support system is just virtual um there's you know the that human connection or just you know stepping outside and enjoying the sun you know it's not um it's not something that we have a privilege of doing every day yeah so yeah so lesson number two would be being mindful or being mindful yeah. when you're working from home mm-hmm. just because it's work from home doesn't mean that it doesn't it shouldn't stop or or you know because normally we would like oh what time is it oh we have to go home but now we're home so the boundaries i think should still be there like uh when it's time for lunch then you should stop what you're doing and have lunch or prepare lunch when it's time for dinner do the same give yourself a break get some coffee um when someone calls you know when family calls drop everything if you can like you know, when my niece and my nephew, they call us, it's like absolute entertainment. Just makes you forget how tired you are. Um, so, you know, just really enjoy it more when people, um, you know, uh, exert effort to make you feel that someone's thinking yeah. of you, you know. So, I think that's very important. Yeah, I think, uh, I certainly think you can, you, can, you can be home and still be burned out. Yeah. You can be home and still feel... Uh, like overworked or be overworked while you're at home so yeah number two would be yeah be mindful of of uh, work from home uh, number three would be uh, probably a lesson again would be uh, one of the lessons that I've I've, I've learned during this um, uh, lockdown would be did we say already that that like we're thankful for for blessings yeah okay we said that already but uh, one thing also would be that the act of charity mm-hmm. uh, no matter how small no matter uh, how insignificant you think uh, it's always a good practice yeah uh, I mean I, I'm not I don't want to say like we're we're like other people that are so generous but because I've seen so many people who are so generous of their time, their efforts, their resources. Um, I always think that maybe we should be doing more, but uh, for whatever reason, because also we're, we mentioned that we're working, 
So, um, but whenever we get a chance to go out for supplies, uh, which is not every day, which is not every Contrary day, to what other people yeah. think. Yeah, while we're there, because you know, I just keep posting when we're out. Because what else should I post, <laughs> or when else should I post yeah. when we're out? Um, also, it helps me, I think, with my therapy. I mean, therapy uh, to get you know from to keep myself from getting cabin fever and uh, being anxious here at home. So we really welcome or savor the the experience of going out to to do some shopping, grocery for a grocery run. Okay, so again, back to my point. Yeah, when we go out, um, uh, Joyce would usually get uh, extra uh, grocery items, and then she'd say, "Oh, do you think you think uh, people would appreciate this? Do you think the the policemen manning the checkpoints would like ice cream, or or maybe uh, if we see a homeless person, would give them, let's say, rice or something or whatever." Uh, these small things, I'm sure, I'm sure there's like a speck, again, like a speck or a drop in, in compared to what other people are doing. But we like to do it because it makes us feel good too. Uh, to feel like somehow we're, we're doing, we're trying to do our share or pitching in because now is really the time when, again, connected to what we earlier said, now is the time that you become so grateful and you should be grateful for the blessings that you have the fact that you have a roof over your heads that you're being you're able to eat um uh, meals you're you're able to go through a day without having to worry about where your next meal will come from or you're able to go through a day when you put in work and you know that you'll be paid after 15 days so you know those are things that i think um have made us more conscious about trying to do uh, whatever, uh, like whatever deed, whatever small charitable thing that we can do to to at least, you know, uh, how, how, do you, how do you say that? Uh, share. Yeah, to do our share, <clears throat> to help. And I think that's, that's a good, well, you don't need me to tell you that. It's a, it's a suggestion for you guys because you already know that. And I'm sure a lot of you are also doing that. I'm just saying that um, don't discount the fact that, you know, this... Uh, that you can make a difference. That you can make a difference. No matter how small. It's, if it's a positive difference in someone's life today or tomorrow or because of you, someone someone's stomach isn't uh, as hungry as they would... Uh, they would be otherwise if you didn't help them. Then, good for you. Mm-hmm. God bless you all. Uh, there. So that's 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 one. Yeah, and you know the experience of giving ice cream or treats to frontliners like uh, the soldiers and security guards or the street street sweepers that we see. Um, during the start of the ECQ, I would cry after we close our window after we tell them thank you and then we give them something. Um, even until last week, it it brings a certain set of emotions that's very overwhelming to me. Um, and I feel like I do it more for myself because it helps me uh, have positive feelings about everything that's going through. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but the first probably two or three weeks, I had a hard time sleeping. Sometimes you'd only sleep two hours a day or three hours a day. 
uh it's probably also because of all the you know everything that you're thinking about do i have enough will my family be you know remain healthy will how will i protect myself um you know i i would i wouldn't have to um see them so that i, I can protect them um so just all of this worries coming together made me really lose sleep but then uh you know i guess doing your share you know pro- hopefully um promotes like positive feelings that you that takes you through um these difficult times right the next lesson that i probably want to share is that you know that someone who loves to fix things and is very obsessive compulsive about about stuff um this is the time for you to attend to things that you've always had not really an excuse but you've always delayed doing at home because Conmari. yeah because at, you're at home and you know this is not like i'm not just not talking about sweeping under you know cabinets or whatever uh, just a simple you know very i don't know detailed stuff that me i you know just cleaning a bag cleaning your shoes or um going through books and seeing what you don't need or seeing clothes and then probably connecting to uh you know people who are like probably uh you know um are part of outreach groups and probably you can send them these clothes that you don't use anymore um but you know i i read somewhere that be staying at home is not a productivity contest and that it's okay that you're really like not even doing anything but then if just if you feel that there's just this long or short list of things that you've long abandoned um i really need to give attention to at home i think that's that's something that you know this is probably like you'd probably even be thinking that maybe this is the time that was made um for you to be able to finally get these things off your list That's true. But you touched on a very important uh, aspect there about uh, being confined at home. Uh, that um, a lot of us probably, myself included, that we feel a lot of anxiety during this time and it's understandable uh, because this is, this is not normal. They're always saying it's a new normal because it's true. This has nev- never, been, never been experienced by, by everyone, yeah, including me. I've never experienced this before, and so, how do we deal with it? Um, um, we've we've been cooped up at home for for the majority of more than a month and a half right now, well, almost a month and a half. Um, so, give yourself a break. I mean, if you're feeling anxious, you have the right to feel anxious. Everyone's anxious right now. But I also heard or read or watched somewhere. I think. That um, the way that you help yourself is that you keep to a schedule, and uh, yeah, try to put some order in your life. Like, okay, I want to wake up at this time. I want to sleep at this time. By this time, I need to prepare for, let's say, lunch or dinner, and then work or whatnot. Put some schedules. Learn, learn a new skill. Watch a movie, or well, don't just keep watching movies though. Um, read the book these are like what joy said these are the times that you've always been wishing for 
uh, in the past like i wish i had the time to read the book i wish i could stay home and just you know do this and that well now you're you have no choice but to stay home and don't find any um excuses not to do the stuff that you wanted to do uh yeah that's it so maybe it's, it's really about making the most of of a situation the situations that we're in right now and yeah i know it's a cliche but staying at home saves lives that's true um and when you need to go out like we do when we when we uh, go out for groceries protect yourselves um wear a face mask wear a face shield uh always bring alcohol with you if you want to wear gloves why not just um always be mindful because uh remember what what people say that um uh you're not just protecting yourself but you're also protecting other people and the way to go about this that by thinking is by thinking that you're already infected which means that you have to be careful not to infect other people quote unquote and also be careful about bringing infection at home especially if you're living with older people or those who are more more vulnerable to the disease so yeah there's a that's a lot of le- that's a lot of lesson lessons but um again it's about keeping sane during the time of covid mm-hmm. keeping keeping healthy keeping sane and just hoping for the best while you also trying to do your best to be the v- best version of yourself mm-hmm. during this time of covid yeah i remember there's the, this quote that goes like sometimes shit happens for the shift to happen and you know on the news you would say you would see right there's uh, skies are bluer there's less pollution um you know so it's also you know just a balance of also recognizing what these times bring to different people um and whenever you feel that it's just too much for you or that you know you um that it's just very hard um i think i told my sister this right you have to look at someone else's pile and compare it to your pile and think would you rather be attending to those pers- the other person's worries or your worries right there are a lot of people who especially during the sudden implementation of the ECQ you would read on the news like there were um, couples going for fertility treatments and all of a sudden they couldn't and they already paid and it had to stop there are people who should be getting married right I mean are probably enjoying their first vacation in Europe and so, or because it's summer and school's almost supposed to be over. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty sure that some of you have also missed, missed out on plans that they already invested on and there's just really no choice, right? But yeah. for us to deal with what we have at hand. But again, um, you know, hopefully one day I'm sure we will all realize why why this that this had to happen but in the meantime you know just you know keep the faith um and you know just you know try to find the calm amidst all of this yeah and and since you've mentioned also people who are not as lucky as as us as many of us are we also have to remember those who were um who didn't make it yeah we know of a couple of people who didn't make it because of because of the sickness because of this covid and um uh our hearts really go out to them and their families and um sometimes you just can't believe it i mean um 
Yeah. Uh, there, when when we get out of this, when we see the light at the end of the tunnel, there will be people who are not there along with us. So that's that's the saddest part of this thing, and um, therefore I think uh, again that that's that's just another that's another um, consequence of this of this pandemic, and just to show how also people how serious it is. This is no joke. Um, there are people out there, like for instance, the U.S. president, who doesn't, who, people who don't think that this is serious stuff. This is very serious stuff. It's killed a lot of people already. And if we're not careful, if we remain hard-headed, then it will it will kill more of us. And so, um, yeah. Uh, again, our hearts go out to, and our prayers go out to the people, the families who have been affected directly by this disease um again it doesn't it doesn't play favorites it doesn't choose anyone you're rich you're poor you're famous you're, you're famous young. you're young you're old yeah. you're some are more of course some are more predisposed to the illness but it doesn't choose there are babies who die because of it there are very old people who die and then teenagers middle-aged people Again, we know of people personally who who have succumbed to the disease, and it's no joke. And the worst part of it is, we can't even go to their wakes because we can't. And you don't see them. You you won't see them anymore after this. You, when we get out of this, you won't see them because they've all been cremated. Yeah. So again, yeah, let's just let's just be thankful for what we have. Let's be hopeful for the future. Be careful out there. Keep yourselves healthy. Um, keep yourselves safe. And keep yourselves sane. And um, pray a lot. It doesn't hurt to pray. It doesn't hurt to believe that there is a grand plan in all of this and that we'll, we'll come out of this all. Uh, we'll all come out of this um, well, as well as we can be. Only if we, if we keep the faith and we do our part in, 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 you know, coping with this and doing the right things that we should be doing. And let's not, let's not let this virus beat us. Yep. That's it. And probably maybe just the last lesson is just to find the joy in small things every day. Um, sometimes we dance like crazy here in our place. Um, or, you know, just finding something to be grateful about or to be happy about so that you know you get to at least smile or laugh together um a few times a day i think you know um just seeing the light um just keeping you know being hopeful help a lot so we hope that you stay safe and that all your loved ones stay safe too thank you for listening all right, so uh, we'll see you guys again next time. Uh, hopefully, not not for so 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 long before we we do this again. And uh, again, this has been Couples Therapy. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This has been Cap. Enjoy. See you guys soon. <laughs>